Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first, and their covered wagons, they find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but will showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Future Tech Podcast. This is Chris, and my guest today is Stuart Duncan with Vice Industry Token. Welcome, Stuart. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. Thank you very much. Fantastic. Yeah, thank you for being here. Stuart, tell us about your background and what led you to get involved with um, Vice Industry Token. Uh, okay. Uh, so going back to the very beginning, of my, I have a technical background. I worked uh, at Canadian Aviation Electronics. Uh, I worked at Mitel Corporation, and I also worked at a company called Telesat that was later bought by Laurel Skynet, and I worked on uh, satellite and space systems for a number of years before starting my own company. Um, I used to be CEO of uh, Fifth Dimension Television and 5D Communications, and I had the largest occasionally used uh, satellite and space sales system company in the world back in the 1990s. Um, I got into adult broadcasting in uh, 1993 when um, I suddenly had a, uh, a spare satellite transponder. And in those days, it was kind of tough. I had no customers for it. So I um, came up with a plan with uh, an ex-NBC vice president of programming um, to launch something called Ecstasy on a, a satellite network. Uh, or satellite transponder, and I did, and I grew that into the largest triple X television network in North America by 1996. 
1998, it was purchased by uh, an outfit called New Frontier Media. I actually uh, had partnered with them in, a, in a, an IPO, an initial public offering on NASDAQ, and we took, uh, we took 10 Broadcasting Public as New Frontier Media, and uh, it existed until a couple of years ago when a later partner of mine named Larry Flint from Hustler bought it um, and took it private. So anyway, uh, I've, I've, I've been running uh, uh, a large uh, television network and cable system operation called 10 Broadcasting since uh, uh, then. And um, it was um, in 2008, I was involved heavily in the Internet. And we started to have problems on the internet side with the loss of revenues, and it was primarily because of tube sites. So for the last 10 years or so, I've been looking at another entree into the space where I could make myself relevant. But tube sites, of course, came along, and instead of having a pay model, uh, they uh, created a watch-for-free model. So uh, using cryptocurrency, I now have um, created and launched uh, get paid to watch porn model and I registered the trademark get paid to watch porn. Very interesting. So what is um, what is Vice Industry Token? How Tell us more about that. Well, Vice Industry Token is a token that's based on the, it's a, it's a fork of the uh, Steam blockchain. So Steam is a blockchain that's used primarily by bloggers. And since um, July of 2016, it's paid out in excess of $27 million it has a network uh, size of about a half a million users on the Steam network. I looked at that and I said, well, this is perfect for what I want to do. I can take that. Uh, I can transform the stack application, do a fork of their, uh, their, their uh, blockchain, make my own blockchain, build my own stack on it, uh, and pay people to watch TV and video. So that's exactly what I've done. And uh, you know, I came up with the slogan, get paid to watch porn and said that free was good, it's just not good enough anymore. Um, I think what I can do now is I can take that to the uh, existing market, uh, that adult uh, of free adults, and I can change it and start paying people to engage in, and uh, watch videos in what I call an attention economy, as opposed to them, uh, as opposed to them just you know, going to a tube site or a site and just watching some content for free. Now they can actually get a benefit from it above and beyond watching the video. So um, in concepting it, I thought, you know, we could also uh, make better adult programming. You know, this is going to help the entire market break down actually to a performer uh, because um, uh, viewers in my system will be able to create a micropayment to their favorite performers. So in that sense, what I've done is I've created a token that uh, pays curators or content owners uh, we get a back-end fee for the uh, operation of the blockchain and the network, and, and a viewer gets uh, a, a shared portion of the, um, of the token that's generated when they are viewing videos and upvoting them and liking them and commenting them and commenting on them. And what I call that is proof of brain. So if a user is engaged with it and it's not a click fraud or anything, we have ways to catch that up. It's, it's pretty easy, although some people would say, oh, how can you stop that from happening? It's easily stopped. And, um, and uh, yeah, so we, uh, we create a cryptocurrency where everybody gets paid. I'm curious to know how, like, the specific model where the, the user gets that 
gets paid. Can you give us more details on that? Well, yeah, it's quite simple. It's a blockchain. A blockchain generates a cryptocurrency when certain uh, functions are performed. In our case, it's a proof of brain function. And if you perform proof of brain function as a proof of brain function properly on our blockchain, you'll generate a, a token that you can use across our network to uh, purchase other goods and services from uh, other people involved in participating in our network. So, for example, uh, we have um, uh, a number of people and a number of companies actually um, signed on to uh, use the token or who announced are going to be using the token. For example, uh, Ecstasy, uh, uh, they're going to be using it, Elegant Angel, uh, Playboy, Penthouse is another one. Uh, and there's quite a few, and some have been added, and there's more coming on. So it'll be a big, what I call a mass utility token for a market of people in the world that I guesstimate there are probably about 750 million people worldwide who will engage with our adult network and utilize our token and uh, be trading and buying uh, goods and services on our network platform. Okay. Now, I understand that you... You just finished your crowd sale, is that correct? That's correct. Walk us through that and and your experience with it. <laughs> well, you know, I didn't get any sleep for months. Uh, I had a lot of people call me, you know, and in the early days, I had a lot of people saying, oh, I can't work, it'll never be successful. Uh, then we, uh, we, did a, we did a few things along the way that nobody ever did before. Um, we had a reservation system, uh, so we found out who the people were that were going to uh, participate with us early on. We identified who they were. We tried to create a, a, an easy system for them to uh, uh, register and actually purchase and buy tokens in, uh, on our utility platform, and I think we were successful with that. Uh, some people complained about it, of course, because people will complain. Um, but uh, nobody's ever done it before. So I guess uh, I suppose some people or a lot of people don't like something that's new. Um, so that was the first. The other thing that we did was we created something called a refund contract. We felt that always we would have a successful uh, utility token crowd sale, but uh, to give some people um, uh, confidence in what we were doing, we created a refund contract so uh, that they could be assured that... Uh, you know, we weren't um, like uh, going to run off with their money like Proteum did and put up the word penis. I mean, <laughs> I mean that sounds ridiculous, but there are a lot of uh, uh, suspect projects out there. We weren't one of them. We wanted people to know. Uh, we also wanted participation with people. So we kept our telegram very open. I know that um, because I'm very active in the crypto community, I know what other people are doing. I do believe based on what I saw, and a lot of people would back me up on this, that we had a very open uh, crowd sale. Uh, the members of the team, all of us were uh, easy to be gotten hold of if you came to uh, uh, our site and asked questions. Uh, people would direct message me. I'd get back to them. I um, was very happy with the way the, the crowd sale ended, and uh, we had a very successful raise. Um, we're continuing to work with uh, some of the large people in. People criticized me early on. They said that I wasn't doing enough uh, to support uh, large buyers. And large buyers look at um, 
these types of things. And what they want is they want special treatment and they often want huge discounts over what the normal market gets. And I put out a press release some time ago and said that we were going to limit the activity and uh, um, participation of these people, uh, which I was successful in doing to the end. So what we have, instead of a few, uh, you know, really large groups essentially owning everything, is we've got, I don't know, like I think uh, I haven't done the final count, but I think it's well over uh, 7,000 uh, people participating in our uh, our um, our crowd sale. Okay. I want to go back. Um, I'm curious about this idea of the refund contract. Can you give us more details about how that specifically works? Oh, sure. So what it is, is uh, that's kind of a novel thing too. That wasn't really done by uh, anybody before us that I'm aware of, and certainly nobody in the adult area. Um, what it is, is uh, we operated with something called smart contract. The smart contract uh, operates such that anybody putting any um, uh, purchase uh, order in, it goes into a smart contract and it gets held there on the Ethereum blockchain. And coupled with that uh, smart contract was a refund contract that stipulates that if at any time before June 28th, if um, a purchaser is not happy with the progress of our project uh, or the work we're doing, they have the ability to simply back out of their uh, um, their agreement and uh, take their uh, uh, their original purchase out of the uh, crowd sale and get it refunded to them. It's that simple. And so that's June of this year. Where do you what do you estimate yeah, I, will be? That's June 28th. Because you know what what happens if you look at the vast majority of uh, uh, token sales. I do believe that there is well, I know for a fact there is no refund contract. Uh, you send them your money and you'll never see it again, maybe, you know. We're giving people a chance to uh, uh, look at our project, you know, weigh what we've done off against our milestones and look at our announcements and look at our partners and things like that and make a decision whether or not they want to be here at all. So in that sense, uh, we don't take anything from anybody until the end of the refund contract. The original purchase gets converted to a native vice industry token. Okay. And what other metrics are you looking for in su- success of the token before the um, before the June 28th deadline? Well, you know, this thing's rolling up pretty quick. I mean, uh, if you asked anybody what the vice industry token was last Christmas, nobody had ever heard of us. But, you know, I've been working on this since the fall of 2016 with a group of partners. Um, <clears throat> and some of them are heavily involved in the crypto space. Uh, because we're an adult token, they really don't want to be uh, mentioned, so I won't. Um, but look at the success we've had and uh, to date, and look at the people that we've got um, that have publicly announced uh, they'll be using our token, like uh, Playboy and Penthouse. I mean, there's other big names and brands coming on. They won't be the only one, certainly. And uh, the other day we announced, uh, for example, that MechBunny, which is, uh, I believe, the largest... Uh, um, programmer and developer of adult tube scripts globally, uh, they came out all on their own and they said, you know, guys, we're going to be implementing the vice industry token into our uh, existing tube scripts. So anybody who's got an adult tube uh, that uh, has purchased code from us now gets a free update of that vice industry token add-on. 
And then going ahead, all of the uh, sites that we are creating are going to ha also have this uh, um, uh, the uh, Bytes Industry Token algorithm button built into it. Uh, but they're also going to be working with people. They want to work with people to help them integrate into existing websites. So um, that was pretty exciting when you consider that uh, that TubeScript has probably been sold or is operating in up to about 9,000 adult tube sites globally, and some of those are the largest tube sites in, in the business. Okay, interesting. So what's on your company roadmap for the next 12 months? Well, that's a good question, too. And as we finish the crowd sale today, I'm uh, not modifying it, but I'm updating it. Uh, and uh, I think what we're doing is we're adding in some things that hadn't been seen before. Um, uh, you know, I, I still haven't got it set for an official release, I'll be doing that very soon, but uh, um, our original roadmap that you can see at vicetoken.com continues. Uh, some of those dates uh, for certain milestones along the way may change. We may be um, we may be uh, we may be uh, adding a few things, and we most uh, probably will be adding more. So I mean, you know, our existing roadmap is there but I am modifying it. Basically what I'll be doing is releasing a lot more information uh, about where we are in the roadmap and additional things that we're going to do. But, you know, I, I can't really discuss them here. Okay. So you mentioned, um, you mentioned other companies. Um, I don't want to go directly into to those companies specifically, but what I want to know about is what do you think the near-term future of industry will look like and what kind of developments do you think are realistic versus ones that are a bit too ambitious to happen? Well, I mean, I've been involved with my own, uh, my own projects, my own development, but uh, I, I'm going to try and answer your question because I think it could mean three things. It could mean, do you think there are projects out there that just can't be built because uh, the technology doesn't exist or it can't exist and people are overreaching in their promises to people? That's one of the questions that I heard. The other one is that um, uh, the existing uh, um, the existing cryptocurrency space may have some challenges from um, global authorities worldwide. And, and the last one that I heard is, uh, what does this mean for the adult community? Um, so I'm going to address the adult community because I can't, you know, I can certainly guess about the other stuff, but I can specifically tell you what the vice industry token means to the adult community and to the vice industry in, in general because we are working now on uh, cannabis-related uh, uh, projects. We all, we're also working on uh, virtual reality and augmented reality projects. We're also working on gaming projects. So, you know, we're a vice industry token, so we're continuing to do that. We know that our um, our uh, use of uh, blockchain, the way we want to do it using proof of brain, will generate tokens. We know that works. So uh, what does it mean for the adult industry in general? I think what we've had happen in the adult industry over the last 15 years, certainly, but accelerated since 2008, was a decline in revenues across the entire industry. Um, I know personally that a lot of studios that I formerly worked with in Los Angeles and globally have shut down. A lot of businesses went bankrupt. Now, that happens during the normal course of business anyway, but it's been particularly bad and exacerbated by the fact that tube sites were out there, um, in some instances, pirating content 
and in other instances just simply cutting the knees off of the industry. Uh, as, as the industry was declining, a lot of people were using tubes and basically not making any money in doing so. I think tube operators got really wealthy, but um, other people didn't. But I think now what we have with the Vice Industry Token is even if the content owner, partner, curator uh, wants to work with a tube site now, they're going to get a generation of uh, tokens where they got nothing before. Um, even the tube operator got nothing. I mean, 90% of the traffic to a tube site uh, doesn't get realized into anything at all, where now uh, it gets uh, generated as a, as a token. And uh, some people have been um, uh, critical of uh, our path, saying that what we're going to do is we're going to grab people's personal confidential information and sell it as, uh, you know, to ad markets and things like that, traffic markets, which is absurd because all of the uh, information that we're going to be getting from our uh, machine algorithms is all impersonal data, but it, it will show us trends in our business, but that's the nature of the Internet today. When you go on Google, you go on YouTube, you go on Amazon, you go on any site, if they're not gathering information from you, they're probably a very small site, but if they're business-oriented, uh, and they're looking at serving uh, a wider base, you know, they're trying to understand what that base is using and interacting with and what the trends are. And we intend to keep doing that. But uh, I think that what we started is a fundamental change in the way people are going to be using adults and the way people are going to be monetizing adults and the way that uh, we interact is now that we're, we're, we're creating a token that involves every level of our industry, including the viewer, we're going to be creating a huge social network. I'm guessing the size of our network is about 750 million people worldwide. That's a huge network. If you look at the existing Steam network with its bloggers at a half a million, we're, you know, 750 to 1,000 times larger. You know, 1,000 times would take us to a billion users worldwide. But uh, I'm not saying that we get to that, but I do believe that we've got at least 750 million people worldwide. So if that's the case and we're able to generate a token inside a mass utility network, I say that that lifts all boats and that everybody's going to do well with a token like that. Okay. Stuart, where do you see your company going in the next few years? Well, that, that's hard to say, you know. I joked this morning and I said that I'm probably another three or four years for this. Uh, and then, um, you know, I'll be transitioning out and on to, the, to, do, to do something else like maybe nothing at all. But what I want to do is I want to make sure, uh, you know, one of the jobs that I've got to do now is I've got to make sure that our business gets on a uh, trajectory, a growth path that's good and solid, that we don't overpromise, that we succeed or or, uh, or, you know, we underpromise what we're trying to do. I'm looking for growth. I think we've got growth. I think that ultimately our token can be used in all kinds of different applications. Um, I, uh, I actually allow people to come in and white label the use of it. So uh, somewhere out there, somewhere, somewhere out there right now is a kid maybe on a skateboard at the corner of uh, Hollywood and Vine and he might be the next, uh, uh, you know, big thing that will come in and use our network and create a new Facebook or a new YouTube or a new social network. 
what we are essentially is we are a social network. You know, uh, when you when you get right down to it, we're a social network connected by a cryptocurrency used across an attention economy. And um, I think that uh, I can't predict where we are, but I betcha, I just betcha, people in Indonesia, people in Africa, Asia, Africa, the Middle East, South America, North America, and every continent on this planet will be using our token. And that, you know, some people will be using it to feed themselves. Some people will be using it to enrich themselves in other ways. Um, I really don't know where it ends up. It's almost like uh, you start something and you can't see where it finishes. But I think whatever we've started is not going to be a bad thing for the planet, and it's only going to benefit uh, everybody who participates. All right. Well, Stuart, any final thoughts before we go and maybe where people can contact you or find out more about Vice Industry Token? They can go to vicetoken.com. They can certainly reach out to me through our telegram. I'm available. I'll always be available. I don't see a day coming that I won't be. Um, I enjoy getting questions from people. I enjoy talking to people. Um, I don't tolerate, um, you know, some of the rude people that I've had call me. I I mean, I've had all kinds of people, but I'd say the vast majority, well over 99% of the people that have contacted me have been very friendly and uh, I'm approachable. Um, and my team is too, and that'll continue. Our Telegram will continue, our Twitter and Facebook and all Instagram and all of our other uh, uh, social mediums continue. You know, that doesn't die, that, that just continues. As our network continues to grow and evolve, we'll have more people involved in our uh, social network, and I intend to, excuse me, hire more of those people. But uh, uh, for now, you know, we've got an awful lot of work to do on the development side. We've got an awful lot of work to do on the marketing and sales side, and uh, we've got to worry about our ability to market and uh, advertise our efforts off into the future. So that's where all of my effort is going right now. Um, and, uh, you know, I made a comment earlier that maybe in three or four years I'm, I, I wouldn't be with the organization. I think what's going to happen with our organization, to be quite frank, is it's going to grow to uh, uh, be a lot larger than my actual skill set um, can, uh, can manage. So I intend to find the very best people who can work with me and manage uh, our business going ahead. Great. Stuart, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Stuart Duncan with Vicetoken.com. Thanks, everybody, for listening in to the Future Tech Podcast. We'll catch you here next time. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first in their covered wagons. They find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. 
Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but will showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, both to review to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.